Welcome to Eventive Entrepreneurs, the podcast for business inspiration, featuring innovative entrepreneurs sharing their stories, best practices, and actionable tips, sprinkled with my favorite topic, event planning advice to build community and grow your business. I'm your host, Sarah Brush. Let's get this party started. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. I am absolutely thrilled to have this guest with me and you will see why after you listen to her energy. (laughs) Heidi Bushi is a speaker, author, and online business coach. In 2018, Heidi left that cubicle life in order to write her book and to pursue her passion, helping entrepreneurial women get out of their heads and into action on their big ideas. She helps her clients use micro strategy to identify and prioritize actions that will move the needle in their businesses so they can generate momentum, sell with confidence, and take that cash to the bank. Hi, Heidi. Thanks for being here. Oh my gosh, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for sharing your platform with me. I'm so excited that we are having this opportunity to connect because we've been trying to get this on the calendar for like four months between your (laughs) podcast and my podcast. Oh my gosh. I know. I'm super excited. And I just have to first start with that. We just got to see each other last weekend at the Powerhouse Women event. And Heidi was on the stage on the panel for women to watch. So that was such an awesome experience. Can you kind of share how that felt? Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, it was such a dream. It was such a dream, right? I mean, because I first attended, I attended my first Powerhouse Women event in 2018 and it just looked like so much fun. I mean, First of all, I mean, just shout out to Lindsay and her team. She's a natural. She knows what she's doing. I feel like nobody facilitates a group like her. Nobody hosts an event like her. Like she knows what she's doing. She's got it on lock. It's like a very well-oiled machine or so it looks like. Yeah, I mean, to me, it looks like a very well-oiled machine. Um, And so they know what they're doing. And it was a real, it was just like truly a dream to be able to be on that stage. It was a huge opportunity. Um, It created a lot of exposure and visibility for my personal story and my business story. And I just have like a tremendous amount of gratitude. Honestly, uh, I was a little like out of bodied. It was like a little bit of an out of body experience. I wish that I had been a little more grounded to really soak up like all of the energy that I was getting from the room because it was just like, there's part of me that was like, oh, it's going so fast. It's almost over, you know? Um, But it was really uh, an incredible experience. I have extreme gratitude, both for Lindsay for offering me the opportunity to be on her platform. And also just for everybody uh, in the audience was so energetic, was so responsive, was so nice. People have been in my DMs and it has just been like, uh, like literally just like a love fest that's been going on for (laughs) what feels like weeks. I know. I feel that too. Like I still feel that energy from the event and just for everybody listening. I mean, Heidi, that was so well-deserved. I mean, you you. show up in our community like nobody else. And you know, Heidi does these. You also, I mean, you show up big. You're, you're, we're there together. We're doing it (laughs) together because you're somebody who I also think of that just like gives gives so much. You deliver so much value. You offer your platform to people. You show up with a ton of energy. So it's like, it's really cool to be energized by other people who are bringing the energy. Ah, thank you so much. And yeah, Yeah. one of my favorite things you do is, you know, Heidi will bring on small businesses and do Instagram lives and really just give them some quick coaching 
Um, and it's really, really good. Like every time I miss it, I go back and listen to it. I feel like I learned so much from you. Um, and so I really wanted to start with like, you did a huge, and I know we don't like this word pivot Yeah. <laughs> this year mind. in your business. And I know that was something that you were thinking about for a while. It was a really big deal. And you really, you know, thought a lot about like your next steps and what would make you happy and what would help like serve and make the most impact. Can you share about that? Of course. Yeah. So I started my business in the love dating and relationship space because it felt really aligned for me to do that. I'd written a book on my, it's like, I wrote a book called relationship ready. It has, it's half memoir and half how to, it was based on my own experience of like really struggling to find love and what I did to kind of shift gears around that. I felt like being in that space was aligned with my expertise, with my experience. And there was, there's, a, and I'm like, I'm totally an open book. I mean, I just love, part of it is that like, I love talking, but part of it is that I understand that that my, um, my testimony is my power, right? That it's like my experience makes me uniquely qualified to help other women who feel like they just keep hitting a wall over and over again. At the time, I thought it was about like when it comes to dating, right? So I had spent like a good 24 months really establishing my foot, you know, a foothold in the love dating relationship space, but I was struggling to convert clients. I had the clients I had were experiencing wins, but I just really was, uh, it was a grind. It was really hard work and I was really struggling. And then I thought to myself, like, you know, am I qualified to be a business coach? I love the idea of like hyping people up, of helping people stay motivated. And I just had to go. And part of me was like, no, there's no way you're qualified to be a business coach because you have a business and it's not like a six figure business, right? I want to be clear. Like my love dating relationship business was not like a supremely fine. It was not a supreme financial success. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. It's just this is what it is. And so as I started to think about going into the coaching space, I was like, well, I know I'm a great motivator. I know I'm good at holding people accountable. I know I have this energy that inspires other people. I know I'm good at helping people strategize and get focused, but I, I do not have a six-figure business. Am I qualified to do this? And as I started to think about that, I started to realize my love dating relationship business gave me a huge set of transferable skills, which is, I mean, I feel like that's such a corporate term, but <laughs> you know, in that space, I learned how to write and self-publish a book. I learned how to write and create, you know, self-publish a podcast, publish a podcast, show up to it consistently. I learned how to market. I learned how to be on social media. I learned how to launch stuff and have it fail. I learned how to launch stuff and have it go okay, you know? So there were all of these things I was learning that were applicable to businesses across the board, not just to my own business. And I finally decided a couple of months ago, I would say about six months ago now, with the help of the women in our community, they're like, I'm qualified to do this because um, my actual unique gift here is that I'm a motivator, that I'm a motivator and I can help people get clear. And actually that was a gift that I brought to the love dating relationship space. Because when I started to think about how I was helping clients in that space, it was so much of like doing a little bit of assessment around their choices, but also reminding them like, that they were powerful, that they were worthy, that they could make the next step in the direction of love. And that's so much of what I do in the online business space too. So, you know, my imposter syndrome almost got the best of me, um, but I had this incredible community of women cheering me on. And I will also say, giving me the opportunity to practice. So one of the things I love about being able to show up at in the powerhouse women community and the six figure school community has been like, I have said to people like, look, I need, you know, I'd love to offer 30 minute sessions. Does anyone want to come on live with me? Does anyone want to do a free 30 minute session? Does they want to do 15 minutes here? You know, and women, whether they really needed it or not, agreed to basically let me practice on them to create content and, and to generate momentum and to gain confidence. And so I'm supremely grateful for um, the women in the community that we're a part of who have really 
showed up for me by letting me practice on them. <laughs> well, and my gosh, it, it never feels like practicing because I mean, I did the 30 minute session with you, just listening to you talk to everybody else. You always come up every single time with something really creative that that person hadn't thought of. So um, I think you're just like a pro from the start. And can you talk a little bit about, and I'm sure a lot of people kind of get in the space where you're transitioning into something else. And how do you do that? Like, how do you serve like who'd, who'd been following you for the you know dating relationship space? And how do you transition like into a small business coach now? Yeah, so that's a really great question. One of the things I started to do as I was thinking about making the transition was I started to ask my community for feedback. Hey, what are you guys interested in? Would you, and I did that through a lot of Instagram stories with polls. Um, so I would not encourage people to just do an open-ended question. I personally have never had much success with the like, ask me anything question sticker on Instagram stories, but I have much better success when I give people two options on the polls. So, you know, I did a series of stories of like, what would you guys, and I started to think about my transferable skills. So I was thinking about book writing, self-publishing, podcasting, YouTube videos, um, course, online course creation, coaching clarity on like price point and what the coaching container will be. And I started to ask people, would you rather see A or B? Would you rather see A or, you know, slide after slide after slide? So I started to see what my community wanted to see. But at the same time, I still had a membership going for my in the love dating relationship space. I used to run a group coaching container called the Heidi B's Babes membership. <laughs> I love it. Really fun. I love it. Um, and I have a, had a couple women who were still in that. So I actually just reached out to them directly and said, hey, you know, I'm pivoting in my business. I still want to serve you as clients. I would like, I want you to know that this programming is going to stay here. I'm going to adjust it just a little bit. At the time, I was running a weekly Zoom call for them and the attendance was kind of hit or miss. And so it really wasn't worth the time to continue to do that. So I said, instead of doing the weekly Zoom call, what I'd actually like to offer you is an hour of coaching throughout the month. So we can do two half hour sessions or one hour long session because I actually, because the relationships that we have here are really valuable and, you know, none of you are really at a place in your journey where you're ready to be done. So until you're ready to be done, let's do an hour of coaching a month instead of all this other stuff that we were like, that I was trying to kind of get the momentum on in that container. So I kept the clients that I had in the love dating relationship space. I adjusted their programming um, by coming to them and saying like, do you guys mind if we do this or that? All of them were on board for that. I stopped advertising that love dating relationship programming. I stopped promoting it, stopped marketing it. And I just started to step in marketing um, as an online, step in marketing myself as an online business coach. And that really has been part of owning, kind of like owning the imposter syndrome of going like, look, I'm a coach because I say I am. I'm a coach because I deliver this kind of incredible content. I'm a coach because of the kind of results that we deliver and I'm qualified to be doing this and I, and I want you to be working with me, you know? So, um, so it was a little gradual. I mean, in the big scheme of things, it probably was just like ripping the bandaid off. Yeah. And I mean, I think you did that really well because I mean, I watched that whole process and you could just, you showed up so much, like we talked about, like just in those calls and those IG lives and did all of that, where you were just like helping people and everybody could see that. So it really transitioned. Like once you kind of switched your bio, it was like, you already yeah. felt like you were a small business coach. You know what I mean? Like everybody, everybody already thought Aww. that. Thanks, so, yeah. And you make a good point. That was, the, that was like kind of the, the real ripping the bandaid off was changing the bio. And I actually yeah. think I had been on a call um, on a podcast episode with Lindsay Schwartz and she and I were talking about the fact that I was making this pivot and I got off that call with her and I'm like, okay, I'm changing the bio. Like I'm doing it now, you know? And that really did feel like the moment of like ripping the bandaid off. But Isn't it that crazy? Good. Just those couple of words, like in a bio on Instagram. <laughs> okay. Now we're shifting gears. But the thing is, is that, you know, I will, I do want to acknowledge that like for new business owners who are doing a buffet year or you're a new entrepreneur and you're trying a bunch of things, like 
it is okay for you to change your mind. You're gonna have to. It is like really, I mean, I feel like it's so unlikely, you know, that among all of the possible things that you could that you could provide, all the services you could do, all the kinds of coaching you could do, all the products you could do, it's so unlikely that on your first try, you're gonna get it completely right, you yeah. know? So you're gonna have to change your mind and it's okay. And there is a difference um, between changing your mind when you have a community of a thousand people versus when you have a community of a million people. So like, I can't speak to what it's like to pivot when you have a million people on your platform who are expecting you to be a certain kind of way. I can speak to what it's like to pivot when you have like 1500 people in your community who know that you're in this space and that you're experimenting and just wanna cheer you on. So I would just say like, you know, for those of us with smaller communities, the stakes are not as high as our imposter syndrome would like us to believe. Yeah, oh, that's so good. And then we all know how it's very challenging sometimes to figure out what offer should I provide? How much should mm. I charge? So how can you talk about how that was for you? Yeah, totally. So I was trying to, I was trying to figure that out and I've been trying to figure it out for a while. And I'll tell you that, um, I, when I started my coaching journey, even before I really even got into the love dating relationship space, I just knew I wanted to be helping people with accountability, helping people make choices. So I had a client, my very first client paid me $25 a session and we scheduled them like whenever, like very ad hoc. Like she, we probably talked like twice a month. Right. But it was great because they got the experience of like, okay, I know now I know with confidence that I can get on the phone with this client. I have no idea what it is that she's going to bring to me, but I know that we're going to be able to walk through it. Right. So after working with her for a couple of months, um, she's like a, she's a diplomat. She's like a part of the, uh, I don't know. She's like a U.S. diplomat. Who's like, I don't know. She's all over the world. Right. It was so weird to me that I would be able to help her, but she had a project that she wanted help with and needed accountability around, I was able to provide that for her. And then I had another client, a good friend of mine who was going through a career transition. She was in a position, the corporate position she didn't like. She didn't want to move into entrepreneurship, but she wanted to get a different uh, job, but she was scared about it. And so she and I worked together. And for a while we did six calls for $300, which again is $50 a call, not 25, you know? So we did that. And then I moved into doing six calls for $500. And then I moved into 12 calls for $1,200. And so really what happened was, is a bit, I, I, it was really just a game of uh, trial and error. What is, what do I, half the battle is finding out what you feel confident selling. So I feel like there's a lot of um, like rhetoric out there that's like, know your value and add tax, you're worth it. $10,000 coaching package. And I believe that there are, I, I believe in knowing your value, knowing your worth and adding tax, right? I'm totally into that. The problem with it is that if at your core, you do not believe that your program is worth $10,000, you will never be able to confidently sell your program. So right. it's fine. I mean, if you believe your program's worth $10,000, then you can pitch it at $10,000 all the time. But if something down deep in there has you feeling unworthy of it, you're never going to be able to pitch it at that price. So I always tell my clients like, we have to get to a place where you feel comfortable selling at this price point. And a lot of times we practice too. So I'll be like, you know, if, if my clients are going to send voice memos to their warm leads, I'm like, send them to me first. Cause usually the first two are garbage. <laughs> right. <laughs> the first time you leave a voice memo for someone, you're like, uh, Hey, hi, it's Heidi, which of course they know it's you. Cause it's on DM. It's obviously coming from me. You know, Hey, I just wanted to like, let you know that I have this thing. So I'm like, send those messages to me. We'll get it dialed so that when you send messages to your real warm leads, you're confident, you're clear, they know what you're selling and they know what you're selling it for. So um, I got a little bit away from the question, but you know, really it's been trial and error. And I recently heard something that I loved for um, entrepreneurs that are thinking about changing their pricing, which is that, look, you can always, you're in charge. 
you're the CEO. So you can change your pricing at any time. It literally does not matter if last week, it's like that Instagram um, reel that's like yesterday's price is not today's price. So right. if you, you know if you offered it yesterday for $1,200 and today you've decided I'm changing my price to 2,500, as long as you are in integrity and you're really changing your price to 2,500 for everyone, like they, they missed out because they didn't get it at yesterday's price. Today's price is now 2,500, right? So I have heard um, that I just want to remind everyone, you're in charge. You're allowed to change your mind in terms of what you do. You're allowed to change your mind in terms of your price. And I heard a great guideline that I really liked, which was sell three at the current price and then increase the price by 20%. Yeah. So for people who really struggle, like trying to decide, that's a great way to eliminate decision fatigue. Set your price, sign three clients at that price, increase the price 20%. And then you, and then eventually you get so confident doing that. You're like, I'm not increasing this by 20%. I'm increasing this by 50%. And then you find yourself selling a package at $10,000 and you're like, <laughs> oh my God. Yes, of course. Yeah. That's all such good advice. And I think you just, like you said, you just get comfortable over time and it just becomes really clear. I wanted to ask you about how you decided to focus on micro strategy, because I think that's very unique and so needed. So tell me about kind of that thought process. Yeah, well, it's interesting because at first I was thinking to myself when I was considering this pivot into online business, I was thinking like, gosh, you know, I really want to help new entrepreneurs that get overwhelmed because my own experience was that I got really overwhelmed by all the technology. Do I need a landing page? Do I need a sales funnel? Do I need to do be running ads? And like, look, you're talking to, a, I forgot to mention this. When I say that my love dating relationship business was not a financial success, I will tell you, I also took on $3,500 in debt because I ran Facebook ads to something that sold nothing. I sold none of my online course by running Facebook ads to it. I took all the direction that was required. I trusted the company that ran them and still it really was a massive failure, right? So I think in some ways that's a rite of passage that happens to a yeah. lot. I say that because it actually happens to more people than we realize. Um, I think but, it's so good that you share that, you know, because we all go through things like that in our business. Yeah, completely. And it's like, in the beginning, I just thought like, I made everything so much more complicated. So originally, as I was thinking about moving into this space, I thought that that was related to being a new entrepreneur, but I actually realized that most entrepreneurs struggle with this, whether they are new, whether they've been in the game five years, it's like, there's so much marketing material out there. There's so many programs out there. There's so many people telling us that it has to be, I hate to say it, but there's a lot of like dude bros out there trying to sell you a click funnel or whatever. You do not, you probably don't need it. Someday when you scale, you might need it. But like, if you're really just getting some momentum going, if you're in the space that we're talking about, where you're thinking about making a pivot or you're like trying, you're going to try something newish to you. Even It's just like, you actually just need a service and a price point. You need a way to um, market it, which is Instagram or a social media platform. And you need a way to collect payment. You do not need to have a huge mailing list. You do not need a click sale, a click funnel. You don't need a landing page. And so a lot of entrepreneurs get wrapped up in all that, in all of the, these like unnecessary add-ons and they never actually launch their product or service. And that is a detriment, not only to them, but also to the people that they may potentially serve with it because it never comes out because they're like, oh my God, but I spent 20 hours on my landing page and nobody's, ever, nobody's visited it, you know? And it's like, I'm sorry that that happened to you and that someone convinced you that you needed that because what you really just need the with the accessibility of video and technology and podcasts, it's like all you need is to be out here talking about what it is that you offer. You don't need all that stuff yet. When you scale, you will. And I just think that that's kind of like the asterisk that gets left out. Like 
yes, when you scale, that stuff can be really important, but to get started, it's not. It's such a good reminder because I think you do, we all get so wrapped up in just listening to like what everybody's doing and they have this and that, and I just need to wait. And it's like, you know, that saying that done is better than perfect. You know, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and so um, I really, um, and so I really felt like, oh, there are people out there who need some encouragement around done is better than perfect. And what better way to do that than to work on micro strategy, which is like, okay, what are we doing on the next seven days? Let's set the landing page aside in the next seven days. What are we doing to generate revenue for your business? Or let's set the sales funnel aside in the next seven days. What kind of social media um, content are you going to be creating? What, what's your content calendar look like? So I really felt like part of the simplification process was not only, you know, honoring for me that like, I'm going to set aside some of this tech stuff until I'm really ready for it, but also honoring, like I could really have used that, like, tunnel, like that laser focus in my own business. And I'm, I am good at creating that for other people. And so like, that was going to be useful to other women as well. Yeah. And those, that's such a good tip. So do you have any other like advice that you would give when people are kind of thinking of micro strategy? And I know it depends on what your business is, but any kind of overall tips or like even yeah. any kind of testimonials from someone that you've worked with and what they've done. Totally. Yeah. I think there are a couple of things you're right. Like there's a, I work with a broad diversity of clients. So there's all kinds of different ways that we're strategizing. One of the things that, that I think we do, whether I, that I think we do kind of unconsciously at the beginning of every session is start to prioritize. Okay, what are what goal are we working toward and what is actually gonna move? Like I know there's a, cause everyone's busy. Every, first of all, every entrepreneur I've ever met is multi-passionate. So they usually have like five irons in the fire and <laughs> their parents and their family, you know, it's like, they've got a lot of stuff going on. So it's like, okay, what's the goal? And what are we going to do to meet that goal? One of the things that we do a lot of work on almost, almost every client of mine um, struggles with social media and content creation. So one of the things I like to ask people to do is go, okay, how many, here are three questions you should ask yourself. First, how many times a week do you want to post to social media? Right. The right. answer is typically somewhere between three and five. So we'll say, and you know, some people say like, oh, I don't want to ever have to do it. It's like, okay, <laughs> right. how many times, how many times a week can you can you do it? Right. So even if we go on the low end, let's say three, three times a week. All right. Well, what are you going to post? Oh my God. Well, I don't know. There's so many things. There's reels. There's this. And I'm like, no, no, no. What let's think about your brand and let's ask, let's like take a minute to brainstorm. What are your content pillars? What are three pillars in your brand that you can consistently create content around that are related to what's going on for you? Right. So a lot of health and wellness people that might be like mindset, and then maybe the next one would be uh, like a workout. And then maybe the last one would be like a recipe, a nutrition or something, right? So it's like, okay, if you wanna post three times a week and your brand pillars are mindset, workout and nutrition, then that's what we're doing. Mondays are mindset, Wednesdays are workout and Friday is nutrition, right? And so that really helps. I mean, the decision fatigue and the overwhelm I think is what stops people in their tracks. So if you can ask yourself how many times a week you wanna post, what your brand pillars are. A, a third question actually would be like, what kind of content you like making? Because mm -hmm. so many people end up doing stuff that they hate. So it's like, if you like making videos, let's do videos all three times, right? Um, and then the third, the final question, I can't remember. So just ask yourself those three questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are so good. Um, and I do, I think the pillars I heard, you know, I've heard that before yeah. as well. And I just feel like that really helped me like thinking, okay, I'm going to talk about events. I'm going to talk about sponsorship. I'm, you know, having those pillars just makes it so much easier and even like assigning it to, each day. And then of course, if you want to have a podcast, of course you want to 
you have to want to do that. That just gives mm -hmm. you so much content automatically, which is awesome. Oh my God. Yeah, it's yeah. brilliant. I mean, and you know, one of the things I love about, I mean, this is kind of a side note, but one of the things I love about podcasting is it's such a great way to network. Oh yeah. Like, oh my you know, gosh. It's kind of a long game, you know, like I have a podcast, it's not monetized. I have a small, but tiny listenership, but it's like, God, everyone that I've had on my show, I am like such good friends with now because we spent an hour chatting about like their life and my life and what's going on. Right. So it's like, it's an incredible way to create content for your channels and also to just build your network. Oh my gosh. It's been my favorite thing ever. Just like all yeah. of the people that I've met. And then it also, I think it shows that like you're consistent, like people can count on you because you show up when you're supposed to show up for your podcast. So I think that's yeah. just, you know, really good as well. So are there some things that you would say not to do? Um, okay. So here are some not to do's I would say, let's see, you know what? I thought I had something like kind of like ready to roll on this, but I guess, I would say not to do's, you know, you're right. Consistency is really the key. So if you can keep showing up no matter what, and you know, one of the things like the, one of the most common platforms that we use is Instagram, right? And Instagram stories makes it so easy to just show up and invite your community along for your day. Here's what I'm doing. Here's what's going on today. So even if you're feeling like, you know, writer's block or like content creators block and you're like not getting something on your grid it's fine it's not a big deal like don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. don't just like <laughs> shut your phone down just yeah. I guess just hop on stories and tell people what's going on with you so you can be consistent so that's the first part and then the second part is like you know there is that extremist thinking of like that perfectionist and extremist thinking of like oh my god if it's not perfect it's not going up and the reality is I would say like go ugly early, if we, especially when you have a small platform done is better than perfect. Nobody's going to remember it. You showed up for your community and for your business by showing up and posting whatever it was that you think is subpar. Literally nobody thinks about you as much as you think about yourself, right? Like I, yeah. <laughs> that, like, that applies to me too. Nobody thinks about me as much as I think about me, you know? <laughs> Yes, for sure. And then you're so good on reels and videos and all of that. Do you have any, you know, tips that you would provide other people on kind of how to get comfortable with that and just showing up all the time? Get a ring light. <laughs> so you know, it's like, they're, I don't know, they're like $30 on Amazon, get a ring light. There's like nine different shades of lighting. Uh, it, the lighting makes a huge difference. Um, as somebody who is critical, you know, I'm, I am a woman in her forties, I'm critical about what I look like. I, you know, less so today than I used to be, but like get a ring light. It will, it, it makes a difference and it will make you more willing to put video out there when you feel good and confident about what you look like in your video. So ring light is everything. It is not expensive. It is absolutely a must if you are creating video content. Yeah. And I think too, like I'm, I'm one that doesn't like to do video or reels very much, but I did a challenge a couple months ago where, you know, I'm like, okay, I have to, you know, do a reel for the next seven days. And a lot of people do that longer, but I think that really helps because you just yes. get so much more comfortable. So you can kind of put a little challenge together for yourself or join. Oh. one. <laughs> yes. You make a great point. And I have done that a lot with IG lives where I will be like, okay, I'm coming. I'm going to create, I'll say to myself, like, okay, I'm going to create a series. I'm going to go live every day. You know, when I was really getting into IG lives at the beginning of 2020, I was like, okay, I'm going to go live every day for 30 days. And I did that. Uh, and I tried to tell my people, I think I told my people, Hey, I'm going to be here at 10 AM every day for the next 30 days. And then I was like, Oh my God, that's like weekends and how, like, uh, it wasn't great. So then, but I did it, but I was like, I learned something from having made this commitment to myself and to my community, which was like, Oh, I don't want to show up 
on weekends, right? So then the next time I did one, I was like, oh, I'm going to be coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific. And the nice thing was I set the expectation for my community. I'm going to be here Monday through Friday. I'm going to be here at 10 a.m. I, I said, I put that on my calendar. So like, I'm not scheduling anything else during that time. And it was really, really good. And then like recently with the IG lives where I do hot seat coaching, it's like, oh, I'm going to be here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, which I was pretty consistent about that for about a month. It's fallen off come off the rails a little bit, but I'm coming back. It's coming back. Um, and so, yeah, anytime that you can set, um, some, some goals around that or like some structure around that, I think it's really helpful to have that, like, oh yeah, just that expectation for yourself. Like I show up for me, I show up for my people. I told them I was going to be here and here I am. Yes, exactly. I mean, I think for me, like that was super helpful with the podcast to just stay consistent because there's oh. no way I'm going to miss it. <laughs> um, exactly. So are you still doing your 30 minute complimentary clarity sessions? I am. I am right now. I'm offering a free 30 minute clarity session for any entrepreneurial woman, any entrepreneurial woman, excuse me, who um, would, who's interested in brainstorming, strategizing, prioritizing, or getting clear on what their offer needs to be. So you can find um, the link for that in my bio. I'm at Heidi B coaching on Instagram. Um, you can send me a message there. We can, we can try my Calendly link and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, everyone listening, honestly, you have got to go sign up for this. This is 30 minutes of free coaching. I just did it recently. I came up not, I came up, Heidi came up with some amazing ideas for me that we I love. Yes. And so we will put that link in the show notes too. So really take advantage of that because you're going to definitely like learn something creative that you can, you know, ex execute in your business. So Heidi, how else can people work with you? Yeah. Otherwise I have a larger coaching container. I offer a 12 call container where, where it's 12, 50 minute phone calls, which is like just under, you know, just under an hour. Um, and then the best, there are a lot of features of that that I like, but one of them that I think is so valuable is that it's scheduled at your convenience. So sometimes when I have clients in that container, we talk twice a week while they're launching because they've got like a lot of stuff that they have to, that we're checking boxes on. Sometimes I work with clients that we talk like once a month, right? So depending on what your needs are, we can schedule those calls accordingly. Um, and then you have access to me via email and phone or not phone, text, sorry, email and text in between calls. Um, and then I also really make it collaboration um, is really part of like one of the core values of my business. And so you guys, if you follow me on Instagram already, you know, I'm like constantly shouting people out, but I'm always shouting out my clients on my stories because it's important to me that I amplify the voices of the women that I'm working with. And, and I believe in all of the products and services that they're creating. So of course I'm like, you know, sharing my platform with them in those ways. Um, and then finally, like I'm in a larger coaching container myself. So anytime my clients have like a, a problem that they and I can't crack, I'll take it to my own coach um, and our, my own mastermind and see if we can get some traction on it. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. So good. It's so exciting. I'm just so excited for you. I just love seeing you step into this space. Oh, thank you. It feels really good. I am like, I'm having such a great time chatting with you, but I'm realizing like, I am long winded girl. I am taking, I am talking a lot here. We're like, um, into it. you are providing so much value. So keep on talking. Cause I love it, but I have one more question for you. So yeah. How do you see your business like evolving in the future? Like, do you have kind of a vision of where you're going to go? Oh my gosh. It's so funny. Cause I feel like anytime I have a plan, the universe is like, oh really? <laughs> like that's, that's what you think this is going. So I try not to get too far out into the future. What I know right now is I'm focusing on building the one-on-one -on -one coaching part of my business. And, you know, in the future, I would love to, um, you know, I love being a part of live events, being on stage this past weekend was obviously like an incredible experience. Um, but more than like just the, um, adrenaline of being on a stage. It's really important to me that I use my story to inspire, um, to inspire other women 
and to let other women know that they're not alone. And whether that's me sharing um, publicly and openly about my um, journey into sobriety, or whether that's me sharing about the journey to finding um, a meaning, a deep and meaningful intimate relationship with my husband, or whether that is the journey of the pivot. It's like, just really, it's clear to me that, you know, part of my purpose is to share my story so that other people can relate to it and know that they're not alone when they're struggling, you know, through those like dark night of the soul moments. Like there is, you know, it's like, we just, there's, it's like, you know, the saying, like when you're going through hell, keep going. Right. Because you don't want to stop when you're in that dark spot. We got to just like kind of keep moving through it and see what comes out the other side. Now, Heidi, you're just impacting so many people and I can't wait to see you on more stages too. And, and I love that you brought up events because that's super exciting. <laughs> well, cause yes, you're in the event space it's, and they're coming back and it's brilliant. I mean, look, I just adore you, Sarah. I thank you so much for having me on your podcast and on your show. You are, you're doing the same thing, right? You're doing all these big things and really bringing your energy in a way that shifts, shifts the world. And I think that's brilliant. Ah, uh, thank you. So what is your favorite way for people to support you and connect with you? I love connecting on Instagram. So get at me on Instagram. Let's chat. I love doing these IG lives. So not only do I offer the 30 minute sessions, but if you're a business owner, a, an entrepreneurial woman, and you want to hop on IG live with me and we'll do like a live 15 minute hot seat coaching session, we can do those too. There's so many ways we can work together. Just get in touch. Oh, so good. Well, thanks for being here. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram at Event of Brush and in our private Facebook group where we continue this conversation. All of these details are listed in the episode notes. Your time is valuable and I appreciate that you spent it with me.